0: A header on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders.
1: Third, a foot race the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively, Wayne Rooney, that net is empty, big collision by the captain, that is unbelievable effort. Rooney, putting one
0: off, Costa. header, goal! Patrick Bacosta! Cole picks it up, Cole's crossing! Doesn't get much better than this, folks. Hello and welcome to the stateside soccer show. My name is Jordan Wiegand and with me, as always, is Logan Stump. How are you today, Logan?
1: Oh, hey, hey Jordan, I didn't see you there. How's it
0: going? It's going good. What what attraction is this spin on? <laughs>
1: I know. I I think there's there's definitely an attraction that does it, but I can't remember which one. I think it's Universal, but it's like the person's not paying attention. Like, oh, hey, I didn't see you there, and it's kind of like this, like you know, uh, this lead into like, hey, welcome to your death. I think it's I it might be Mummy now that I think about it.
0: Uh, I thought maybe it was right gonna it. be Fallon or something. Nah, wrote I haven't rode that. I don't yeah. know.
1: You've not ridden mummy. No,
0: I've done that. I haven't done uh, the Jimmy Fallon one. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That would have been lost on me if that's what it was. But it was lost on me anyway. But we are here to talk uh, the stateside soccer show, all of MLS news. We've got some big stuff going on today. Today was the day that FIFA announced that they have approved Balogun's one-time switch to the usa so let's go we got him job well done uh he's i think they said he's available for the june 15th game against mexico semifinal
1: sorry you glitched out (laughs) um oh sorry yeah no it it's it'll be fun i think Uh, it'll be interesting to kind of see what uh he does like i i you talked about this before. I mean, we've talked about this extensively, right? Where you were like, and I can remember this quote specifically. I hear it all the time. Every time somebody new pops up for U.S. as National Team, I can always remember you saying, I don't know why people are so caught up in like, who's coming up next and what's coming up next, because there's going to be somebody that comes out of nowhere that that is one of these dual, dual nationals and they just come onto the scene and they end up being the guy. And here he is, this has happened. And I think there's so many people that this was never an option, especially leading up to this world cup. So the one time switch over to the United States, it's like, wow. Like we just, we literally were gifted a number nine that we didn't really have any kind of pulse on before this happened. So,
0: and I know people will say like, Oh, well, he's been on the radar, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it is different when it's official and you can actually count him now as as one of the members that you can call on for 2026, I mean, we pretty much got our starting striker for 2026, right? Um, he's got 31 starts in Liga Un for Reims, and he's got 19 goals. Um, we have not had a player score that high in any top flight league in quite some time or ever, right? So, this is something that you know, you hope that you hope he doesn't fall off now that he's got the U.S. crest on, right? I mean, sometimes that happens that we get the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get them and then they get injured or whatever. And then, you know, it's downhill. So hopefully this is not just like a one year flash in the pan, because if you look at last year, Middlesboro, 18 matches played, nine goals. That's still like, you know, goal every other game. Uh, sorry, no, three goals, nine starts. Um, so that's like a goal every other, every third game, which is pretty good. He's got a huge step up in Liga Un, but, you know, it's just one of those things where you kind of worry sometimes of making the jump from what he was on, which was like an Arsenal, uh, youth team to making a jump to the championship, to making the jump to Liga Un. And now it's like, okay, how does that translate, right? How does that translate going um, forward? And hopefully, this is not a one-year flash in the pan. We've seen those from players before, uh, so I'm still going to be cautiously optimistic here because I feel like some people are already like, yeah, some people have already called him the best striker in Concacaf. Let's simmer down just a just a tad. Let's wait to see how he continues to pan out but i know people are probably not listening to the show to have i don't know uh lit like not hot takes but cold takes uh you know of like me just being like hey let's not get too out of hand here i don't think many people are listening for that but that's what i'm gonna say
1: yeah uh, um jordan he, he's not the best uh striker in Kaka cap, he's the best striker in the world at this point. I mean, you look at this guy and you really do feel that he could be the next guy, you could be the next Ronaldo. He could be the next Messi. He's on, no, I'm kidding. Um, he, like you said, you I, know
0: I what he... that sounds like though, Logan, <laughs> yeah. this is going to sound out of, out of left field. <laughs> that sounds like when I'm playing MLB the show yeah. and you do the road to the show. And now they have all those talking right. heads and yeah. they obviously can't say your name. They're like, look at this guy. Yes. This guy yeah. is tearing it up. <laughs> he just got promoted to the bigs. What was it yeah. like? And you you know, that's how you sound it. You're like, this guy yeah. is, this guy is just great.
1: Mostly because I, I try to avoid saying the name Balugun because I don't know how to say it. I don't know how it's actually pronounced.
0: It's it Gun. I right. I, that's what I think. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, it's we'll, also we'll it. Folarin. Yeah. Right. But U.S. Men's National Team said like their their post about it on facebook was just flow Flo. i'm like but it's not flow right yeah. it's full lauren uh maybe it's the way they pronounce it that i don't know maybe they're just confused they're like we don't have to say his name either so yeah of we did not know this
1: was happening <laughs> <laughs> we weren't ready for the graphic so just throw a flag on him and get him that kit from 12 years ago and throw it on him we'll put some shadows on him and he'll you'll never know he's wearing a kit that doesn't actually no kidding but he he is
0: 21 as well, by the way. So he is older than some of our youngsters as well. Yeah.
1: I think it's a big difference though. I mean, it, it's somebody that can score goals. um, And he's done it in a top league. And like you said, if it's not a flash in the pan, I mean, this is, this is a massive win for the U S if he, if he continues to put out the numbers that he does. I mean, I, I think talent wise and what I've read about him, um, they, they they like the skill set more so than they like a lot of the other number, number nine options, obviously. So I'm pretty excited about where this is headed just because I think he's got... He, he does. He's kind of got the Timothy Weah kind of feel to him. He's kind of got the creation of uh, like a Weston McKinney, but he's also pretty strong. So it's I think he's got the abilities to really just propel this team. And we've already got really good midfielders and, and wingers in beside him. So this is really just that... This is that icing on the cake, right? I think we talked about this. And I think we both want, both really want a good center back um, that is just uh, consistent because that seemed to be a real struggle this last World Cup. So,
0: center forward or center back? Both. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would take both. both. Um, Also, I think he's cooled down quite a bit because I remember at one point he was leading Liga Un. Um, There are now players like Mbappe is 26. Uh, Lacazette has 25. Jonathan David is 21. So there you go. There's already a better CONCACAF striker there if you're going to get technical. I know we're just supposed to have the hype, but I'm just saying, uh, Ben Yedder has 17. Lois Openda has 19. Um, Habib Diallo has 20. I-, I feel like I just nailed every one of those names too, by the way. So I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Okay. But are you hyped, Logan? Are you excited about it? Yeah, I already bought
1: uh, the, <laughs> Balogun
0: a Balogun jersey. Gun. Yeah,
1: and, and I've also said, I mean, I've got a tattoo that says uh, top goal scorer in, uh, in the history of FIFA. Like all sorts of stuff tattooed on my wrist because of how good he's going to be. Um, absolutely buying the hype train, Jordan. We're going to go absolutely bonkers nuts about talking about him, so.
0: I I'm excited. We have a striker that we can try out again. I'm, I'm going to be more measured. That's probably the word I was looking for earlier. Measured <laughs> takes. Um, just because I, Logan, we, we've had this so many times and I don't mean like, yeah. and I get it's different. Cause he's got 19 goals this year, but I was thinking back to, all right. I was looking at scores of, um, Birmingham Legion. And guess who's on that team? Juan Agudelo. Okay. Former MLS player, former Stoke city player. Right. I think he went to Stoke at one point. Uh, I remember when he scored against Argentina, when he was 17 years old and everyone on Twitter and everywhere was like, we got him. We got our guy. He's going to lead us to the promised land. And then, you know, it didn't work out, right? So I, I will be a little bit more skeptical, I think, going forward when we're talking about getting these players that you know Twitter kind of falls in love with, I think is what I'll say. Um I'm excited to see him in a U.S. shirt. Let's get him in against Mexico. But again, I'm not excited about that because we don't have a coach yet. Like it's hard to get excited about even a Nations League semifinal because. I don't know what we're going to take away from it because we only have a coach. You know, we have a GM. That's great. They created a role for Gucci on Awu, so we got another position filled. But let's get a coach in. I'm, I'm a, I know I shouldn't be saying this, but I'm going to say it. Like I'm almost at the point of just hire someone so that way somebody's making decisions for the next 3 years because we only have 3 years starting next month to prepare for 2026 so I'm, I'm just i'm a little nervous about it well, i mean
1: uh, the good thing though is jordan is that we, we've got a, a man at the helm like anthony hudson right now i mean we've got Zendejas, we've got balugun right um completely stamped out the Giorena stuff uh we've can i correct something the 2026 world cup already jordan i don't know what else you want from this guy
0: can i correct something real quick though yeah. When I said, just give it to anybody. Okay. Not <laughs> Anthony Hudson. Let's, yeah. let's move on from that. At least I'll, I'll correct myself on that.
1: Well, there's a lot of free agent coaches out there. Now there will be continue to be over the next coming weeks. So I think we're going to have our pick like we talked about. So.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, okay. Anything else about Balagoon before we move on to the next topic?
1: Gosh, there's some huge topics today. No.
0: All right, yeah. San Diego is apparently going to be club number 30 in MLS. Tom Bogert just tweeted this out at 6.59 right before we went live. Major yep. League Soccer says MLS Commissioner Don Garber, Mohammed Mansour, and Su- uh, Saquon Tribe um, will be joined by San Diego Mayor Todd Gloria for a major announcement on Thursday. San Diego expansion will soon be formally announced. Club number 30 in MLS. I have some thoughts, I guess one. These announcements are always lame in the sense of. Obviously we know what you're going to announce. It's so dumb, right? Nobody puts out that tweet saying Don Garber. You know, like MLS saying, hey, there's a huge announcement in San Diego on Thursday. It's like, OK, what else could that be? Uh, We're here to celebrate Landon Donovan and the Loyal. No, they're not going to do that, right? They're going to announce an expansion. I'm kind of conflicted on San Diego getting it and it not being the Loyal, that they kind of got shunted to the side and... We're now going to have just a, a totally different ownership team for uh, for San Diego. I, I kind of worry about what that'll lead to for the loyal. Can, is that market big enough? I mean, they—I don't know, right? I mean, it's actually a pretty small market, smaller market than than Baltimore, I believe. Baltimore doesn't get a team, but San Diego gets a team uh so i'm a little frustrated with that but i'm kind of i'm glad it's not vegas i'll say that i guess that'll probably be number 31 or 32 they're gonna keep going past 30 guarantee it but i worry about the loyal apparently it's a 500 million dollar expansion fee which is getting insane nowadays but I'm kind of at the point of we've gotten so many expansion teams recently. I'm actually kind of down on this one. I don't really know why. I think it's kind of just like pretty. We It's like we've gotten so many expansions recently that it's like not hitting me. It's like, whatever we got another. Oh, we got another expansion team. Maybe I'll get hyped when I see the crest. Maybe I'll like the name. But it's just kind of got me in a l- little bit of a downer today. I guess I'm in a down mood today. I don't know what it is, but I'm not not really feeling this news, Logan. Um, I, I can't really say what... I, I'm bummed it's not Sacramento Republic. I'm bummed it's not, you know, somewhere else that I think has a, probably a better chance of really catching on. Yeah, I'm,
1: I mean... I'm still waiting for Orlando city to get a soccer club. Um, No, I'm kidding. That's a joke. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Orlando city, please don't come after me. Um, But never getting, never getting in the box again. No. Um, But uh, yeah, like I, I think it's an interesting market because it always performs well. As far as TV numbers are concerned. Uh, I will say that being in Southern California, that does help us. That doesn't
0: matter anymore.
1: Yeah. I guess, yeah, because you have the Apple deal, so it doesn't matter as far as viewership. But, I mean, I think, you know, San Diego is becoming, and it always has been a vibrant city. It's it's kind of a city that's always been one that people have always wanted to move to. I do know from just uh, personal experience that uh, a couple of my friends have looked to move out there. There's like kind of that it's kind of that movement that and again it's kind of limited because of where it is in california um it's very expensive to live in san diego um but there is a kind of a youth movement towards san diego it's just you know i I, I, you need a lot of youth uh when you're talking about soccer because i I feel like mls i think uh one of the things that's uh, very interesting about this sport is that its biggest fan base uh kind of demographic is from like that 24 to 38 39 year olds Um, that, that there's a massive, uh, difference between the number of season tickets, I think that are owned by younger people. Um, it is a a pretty youthful game in this country, uh, as far as the fan base is concerned, that that'd be my biggest concern in San Diego, be just because they've had to like, look, Jordan, they've, they've moved, they're moving all their teams out of San Diego, like the chargers left, right. Um, there's not really a a, a basketball team that they have uh, to kind of call their own. Um, you look at San Diego, you look at the Padres, but they never really get the the fans involved as much anymore just because they've just been hot and cold ever since they've been, you know, kind of uh, ever since the, I think there was a like, stretch there in the early 90s where they were relevant, like with Tony Gwynn. But like San Diego has really struggled as far as a sports city. So I mean, I'm in, I am interested to kind of see that. The, I think the Padres that, have drawn have, you know,
0: well recently, though um yeah
1: I, I mean they've got a better team but now they've
0: also spent like 500 million just on the yes. team
1: <laughs> and blew it up like don't forget that like they were they they went out and bought all these players that they thought were going to be uh phenomenal and had to blow it up and that's how they got from they've gotten to where they are now so they should we bring re- back
0: play. extra ba- extra innings i'm just kidding <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i think so but no i i do worry that like i think you got a really good concern there like This is going to be a uh, more, I I think, affluent uh, population, and they are not typically ones that go to soccer games. If that, if that's, it's kind of strange to say, but it, it is. It's it's a younger game in this country, so I don't know. There's not a lot of. I don't think there's a ton of young people in San Diego because it's really expensive to live there. So, I don't know. Got a good point.
0: Okay, just making sure I'm not on mute. Uh all right. I'm just looking at media markets. Okay, Baltimore is number 28 apparently. San Diego is number 30. And what? Media markets. Mm. Market size. So of course number 1 is New York, LA, Chicago, mm. Philly, Dallas, Atlanta, Houston, DC, Boston, San Francisco, Phoenix, seattle tampa detroit minneapolis denver orlando miami cleveland Sac- sacramento charlotte portland raleigh st louis indianapolis pittsburgh nashville baltimore salt lake san diego so there's actually teams in most of these markets by the way yeah right? there are i yeah. mean Looking at this, we're missing out on a Phoenix club, right? San Francisco is the San Francisco-Oakland-San Jose market, so we got that covered. We've got two New York teams, two LA teams, a Chicago Dallas, team, Houston. a Philly team, a Dallas team, an Atlanta team, a Houston team, D.C., Boston. Um, we've got Seattle. We don't have a Tampa, so there's number market number 13. We don't have a Detroit that's market number 14. We have Minneapolis, we have Denver, we have Orlando, we have Miami. We don't have Cleveland. Um we don't need a third Ohio team, so I'm not even going to call for that by the way. Sacramento is one that's been talked about. Now we know why it's number 20 in television market. We now have a Charlotte, we have Portland. We don't have Raleigh, we don't have Indy, we don't have Pittsburgh. But we have Nashville. We have St. Louis. Uh, we don't have Baltimore, but we have Salt Lake. And now we're getting San Diego. So out of the 30 teams that we have in the league, there's 30 markets. They're in most of them. Columbus is market number 32. They have a team there. They have a mar- Kansas City is market number 33. They have a team there. They have a team in Austin and Cincinnati, which are markets 35 and 36. So... There You go, um, everybody going for Las Vegas, but by the way, that's media market number 40, which is lower than West Palm Beach. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, other than that, we're, we're, we're kind of covering all of those regions, but uh, yeah, but 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 Baltimore can't handle it. Apparently Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be salty. This is by the 2022, 2023 Nielsen rankings too, by the way. But again, that doesn't really matter anymore. Um, it still kind of does. Cause you want those people to, you want a large market. So that way all of them are buying the MLS season pass, but not everyone would obviously. Interesting yeah. thoughts here. Uh, I, I saw some people say they really want the club to have like a Spanish name uh, because it's close, and you know the city itself is in a, a Spanish name, San Diego. Um, do you think that's a must?
1: I mean, I, I I think if they keep the loyal, I think that is Spanish. <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah, but they can't because so they're, they're so. going to be gonna different still ownerships? exist. Yeah, okay. Um, then I mean, why not? right i mean i think if they if they can come up with a clever name like not some stupid but like like you know the cats or something like that like come up with a name that that is similar to like san diego got cat spanish like, yeah like i don't come up with something i don't know if you can come up with something that is interesting that is clever to play off uh, of their, you know, they've got a huge Spanish population. Then, for sure, by all means, because I know Jordan. They're they're ultimately what they're doing is they're they're expanding into these markets, and and there's always been these talks, and it, it seems like it's headed more of that direction. That we are going to get Mexican clubs in MLS somehow. I it, it maybe it seems like it's headed in that direction or at least they're, they're trying to play to the Mexican market and the Hispanic market by having teams and locales that the, the Hispanic and Mexican populations are huge in.
0: That's what so, they want. Cause they want, yeah. the, they want the people that are diehard, like Atlas yep. fans and stuff, club yep. America fans to be able to say, Hey, this club, this club's closer to me now. And while I'll always watch club America on TV, I- I'm going to go to local games and watch San Diego A- and, and, I'd rather them have something like the Padres right where it is Spanish than like the Chargers, which was just a, where did they even get that? That was a team the, that moved there, right? The Chargers? Yeah.
1: Uh, they have to have. I don't know where that name would have come from.
0: They're just like, we like lightning bolts. Draw that. It is weird how how some of these teams gets, get their names, right? Um...
1: They were in LA originally, supposedly yes that's right that's right
0: 1960s we know la loves their chargers Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so i i don't know i i I guess i'm just down on it because we get it we've gotten so many expansion teams recently and this is like what our first year no we got st louis (laughs) i was gonna say this is like our first year without one in a while no we did get a team this year last year was one with no no charlotte was a new team see what i'm saying there's too many new teams right now yeah you know what this means we're gonna add san diego and they're gonna add two playoff spots uh next year (laughs) or whenever san diego enters the league they'll be like two more playoff spots for you yeah also kind of miss when they used to bring in two teams at once that was a lot of fun like nycfc orlando you know so we like instead of being like, well, who's moving to the West this year or who's moving to the East this year, like Nashville going from East to West to East. Again, I want stuff to be able to settle eventually, you know, um, to where you can have your, your actual rivals and you can have, we're not always talking about new teams every year is kind of the goal at some point so i do think they'll maybe pause at 30 for a bit but i still don't Mm -hmm. think it'll be long enough i think they'll be like oh vegas does want a team yeah swooping in for number 31 and then where do you go for 32 i
1: think indianapolis is a good shout i think baltimore and pittsburgh indy
0: pittsburgh yeah i'm not gonna say baltimore because i'm gonna curse it so i'm just gonna whatever
1: We'll say Indianapolis's ownership group uh, that own Indy Eleven are throwing like a billion dollars into a new venue for them. For USL, it looks like a, an immaculate stadium. So I think that really is a logistical. I, I think too because the way that I think I, I think eventually Jordan it, it also I, I think they start to consider this idea of having different regions um, and having you know maybe not a Western Conference, Eastern Conference, but having divisions because that's the way that it seems like all US sports have gone. So, but I don't know how that would all work. So. I don't know. it would be interesting to see, but I think Indy's got a good... I think Detroit, too. I think you, you mentioned Detroit. Detroit Detroit's yeah. a nice I would, market.
0: I would actually really like Tampa. And yeah. I, the only way I would want Tampa is if it's the Rowdies, though. Yep. Same. I do not want it to be somebody else. No. If, if we're going to get Tampa, it's going to be the Rowdies, because mm-hmm. I don't want MLS to just keep doing what they're doing and trying to kill some of these USL clubs. I want yeah. some of these clubs to move over. It would be fun, too,
1: if Pittsburgh got in. They continued to be the Riverhounds. Like, you would have yeah. like the Riverhounds and the Rowdies. And they'd be like, what is happening? Because those names are so completely crazy, I think, for uh, – because, you, I mean, the Timbers – MLS
0: right? 1.0, yeah. Yeah, yeah because, like it really does have Yeah, Sounders, Timbers, those are names that were around before MLS, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, Whitecaps, right? It, it's more right. similar to those Wizards. names like the wizards yeah like yeah exactly bring them back bring them back no i'm sure skc fans are happy that they're no longer called the wizards well i don't know now (laughs) hey they've got two in a row they're flying high right now all right uh salaries we gotta talk some salaries here who do you do you know who's the top earner Did you get spoiled on that Okay. Oh, wait,
1: are you talking about clubs?
0: No, I'm talking about players.
1: Oh, no, no, no. I didn't see that part. I'd only seen the clubs part. I did not see this. No. Okay.
0: Okay, I I don't understand how this person is topping number one because their salary is lower than number two, but I'm assuming it's like add-ons or something. Yeah. Because base salary, it's lower than number two, but who would you guess is number one on this list? with 7.3 million dollars
1: 7.3 uh there's a lot of players in this league um shoot are they
0: worth this much <laughs> no
1: <laughs> okay
0: they've not been worth this much anywhere they go
1: jeez i feel like it's definitely somebody that's come overseas.
0: Yep, you're right there. Not Douglas Costa. No, it's Jerdon Shakiri.
1: Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Yikes.
0: Now, his base salary is 7.35 million or 7, yeah, 0. 0.350 million whatever it is. The base salary underneath of him is Insigne with 7.5 million. Um, again, I'm guessing it's going off of, um, oh, because they have a guaranteed compensation. So this includes their base salary and guaranteed compensation. So he's higher than Insigne, but Insigne is pay a a higher base salary. Number three is Chicharito with six mil, uh, Bernadeschi with 3.1 mil, Sebastian Drusi with 3.8. Hector Herrera with 4.7. Again, that's because the other people have higher compensation. Seven Douglas Costa with 3 mil. Orajo uh, from uh, Atlanta, 3.6. Benteke, 4.2 million. Joseph Martinez, 4 million. Um, Zella Ryan, 3.2. So I'm not going to go through the whole 25 list, but you can find it. Um, the lowest one on the list is Brenner out of the top 25 with 1.68. Oh, okay. Total compensation. I had to scroll over. So for guaranteed compensation, Shikiri, uh Shakiri gets 8.1 mil. That's why he's uh, so much higher. So there you go. Uh, I've also read from Tom Bogart. This stuff doesn't really mean anything at times too. Like it's, it's not super clear with the way that MLS still kind of hides some of this stuff. So it may not fully be accurate in the sense of it's, you know, again, with the whole compensation thing versus base salary and are they actually paying that much? Uh, you know, cause some people will calculate this stuff for the teams and you had that list, right. Of all the teams that have high and low, but one, that's not including how, how much they're spending to bring players in. It's just salary. So that's kind of a skewed thing. You know, because if we're looking at overseas, people will say Chelsea spent $500 million in transfers over the course of the last year. While over here, people will be like, well, Orlando's only spent $20 million on salary. It's like, yeah, but we're not doing salary when we're comparing it to other leagues. You know, we're looking at transfers. And Orlando had a big transfer window, you know? So, like, it's a little bit that way. Um, And a little bit with just, like, wonky bookkeeping, I would say, too. Let's not forget one of these teams did have four DPs at one point that went unnoticed for a year, uh, even though they released the salaries. So, again, there could be stuff here that is not 100% correct. But I don't know. When are they going to pull the plug on the Shakiri.
1: Another thing, too, that I found interesting because they 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 added it all up. Tom added it all up as far as, you know, high salary spends in MLS. Um, and Bogart said that number one is Toronto at 25 mil, 25.7. LA Galaxy, 23.5. Atlanta United, 21.3. DC United, 20 million. And then Austin, 19.9 million. And if you look at those teams, Jordan... <laughs> They're all sniffing uh, the bottom of the table um, or close enough to the bottom of the table that it's recognizable that they're spending that much money. The only one uh, on that list that is actually performing pretty well, and I think above expectations, is Atlanta. Um, but it, it seen, and but Atlanta, I think out of all the clubs, Atlanta, to be honest with you, it, even though LA Galaxy are on this list, I, I feel like Atlanta is... The the is the team that I would look at and go, well, yeah, they should spend a lot of money. the The, the Arthur Blank is a billionaire, so like, hey, of course, he's going to spend money. So it, it makes sense that they should be in that top conversation. But the fact that the Galaxy in Toronto and Austin and DC are hanging out up there and just not performing, um, I, I think that's more damning than anything. Especially Toronto, like I felt Toronto with the with the coach they have, the caliber of players they have. There's no excuse to be at the bottom of the Eastern Conference, but here they sit.
0: And this is the tweet I was talking about. Tom Bogert said, I say this every year, but salary spend can be a misleading figure. It's essentially how much a team is spending on their DPs. For instance, Orlando have spent probably 15 million in transfers over the last two seasons, in addition to the 11.2 million salary this year. So again, it's not a total picture. And that's why I think you are seeing the top five salary and spend be teams that are kind of disproportionate Yeah, to where they are on the tables because some of these people, some of these teams like Toronto, 25.7 mil. Well, great. Like 10 mil of that is just Bernadeschi and Insigne. That's right? true. So, yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of, and all these teams kind of do that, right? All these like LA has yep. Costa and Chicharito in the top right. like 10. So it is uh it is a little skewed, a bit. But, yeah, it's interesting, I guess, just looking at the numbers and where some of these teams fall. Uh, but that's, go ahead.
1: But that being said, too, it's like, while yes, that is true, uh, it also speaks uh, to the ownership's inability to sign DPs that actually make a difference. <laughs> like
0: <laughs> I wouldn't say like ownership yet. i would say the gm oh, right yeah
1: yeah right it's not ownership uh, yeah sorry um but yeah like f- i mean for instance i think right bob bradley is the director of football he always has been i think uh wherever he's gone uh i, can't remember if he's I don't think
0: he was at la i'm maybe not sure
1: though Maybe not la um but
0: i mean it, it,
1: all the same it's like you spend all this money and like yeah chicharito's been decent but Douglas Costa has not been good at all. Uh, Let's not forget Jad
0: Cabral too. At one point, right? That's
1: true. That's true. <laughs> just um, the wrong
0: players. Yeah,
1: but Bernadeschi, I mean, he's probably been the star out of all of them. I think he's played well, but and the rest Zine's of them
0: has been hurt.
1: Yeah, he's just never yeah. touches the pitch. Which I mean, we kind of figured that was going to happen as soon as he came over. He got hurt, so it's like once that starts to happen in your thirties, then it's pretty much downhill from there. So it, I
0: can attest to that. Right,
1: yeah. I mean, there's not a day Jordan I don't wake up and we're not we're not out there making millions playing soccer. I uh, thought so you were gonna say that. that we wake up oh.
0: and we're already like sore. And oh, we already like, are. Yeah, yeah, we already are. Wake that, up, my back hurts. That's why we don't
1: make millions playing soccer.
0: <laughs> I'm still recovering from the last time I played soccer a couple of years ago. Uh, <laughs> Reynoso was cleared to return to Minnesota as well. By the way, and USL announces a new women's pro league to rival the nwsl it's called the super league oh not again usl super
1: league bringing back the super league i thought we got rid of this before
0: oh this is a different one okay eight markets are getting teams and they are getting uh charlotte dallas lexington phoenix spokane tampa Tucson, and washington dc Which is kind of strange, because DC already has a team. Yeah. And this really, they should have gone to Philly, because Philly's been asking for an NWSL team. I feel like if you give them this instead, that might have been a good move, but I don't know. I I don't like when they go to markets that the other team, especially if you're going to start out as a new women's league. So the NWSL is the exception, and what I mean by that is that they are the ones that have lasted the longest. There was plenty of women's leagues building up to the NWSL um, that would last a couple years and fizzle out. If you're going to be a team or a league, I guess it's going to try to be a rival with that. I would want to go to markets where the other league is not in because what that'll do is potentially take eyeballs off of their league. And on to your league, because you're the league that's in town. It's the same thing of when we're talking about how USL should expand into markets that MLS is not in. And that is partly why MLS is now moving into markets that USL is in. They see that it can exist and that it can be popular. And they're like, mm, we're going to be the one in town now. And it creates this type of thing. So if I was USL Super League for the women's, I would just... Go to markets like Philly that have been asking for it. I would go to markets that are not that don't have teams already in the NWSL. And then once your league is up and running, you can start moving into those markets as you continue to grow. Um, but I think it's bad things starting when you're only having eight teams launch, starting in some of those markets that other teams are already in, because I feel like it's kind of, I don't know, hitting, setting you up not to succeed right off the bat, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it'll be successful. Yeah.
1: And if not, they can play the cactus and grapefruit uh, leagues because I think every team that you name is pretty much, I'm that's a joke by the way, but like Tucson and Phoenix, those are both in Arizona. You have Tampa. Then you said, the one that, that, that kills me, though, is Lexington. Like, what? <laughs> like Lexington, Kentucky? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, hold on. City. What
0: media market is that? Let me find that. Oh, hold on. That, Lexington. I don't even think that, right? Well, Number I guess it 63.
1: Works. Yeah, the Wildcats are there, and that's the only reason people watch Lexington.
0: The Wildcats? What are they?
1: Kentucky. The college basketball.
0: Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay
1: they probably only register on a TV market because of them.
0: And Spokane is number 67 media market. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes from there. I'm not sure when they're supposed to launch. Um, They're trying to get division one status as well. Just like USL uh, um, NWSL has. Um. Oh, okay. And then there's five other markets that are expected to join the league in 2025 if their stadium projects come to fruition. So that's a little shaky, I guess. But that would be Indianapolis, Chattanooga, Jacksonville, Madison, and Oakland. Oakland might get a team. They might actually get a team that doesn't leave them for Las Vegas. That's nice. <laughs>
1: until they get there and go what were you thinking
0: <laughs> I mean seriously they lost the warriors to San Francisco yeah. they lose the raiders they're losing the a's it's a sad sad time if you're an oakland fan i guess i saw people also getting on them for having like the the lowest the record lowest attendance to a game yesterday 2000 some people and i'm kind of like But if you already know your team's leaving, why even bother going? Right. If you know they're leaving, if I knew a team was abandoning my city, I'm not – even though you're like, well, you could show them, they've already made the deal with Vegas. I I would stop going as well. What's the point?
1: Yeah, you kind of want to ask what's wrong with the 2,000 people that went. (laughs) Yeah, you know, they're probably fans (laughs) of the other
0: team or something.
1: (laughs) They might be. Gosh, could you imagine the ticket prices? It'd be so cheap.
0: You would think, right? Watson yeah. probably still be the same price that they were. I was going to say, you can go
1: fly over to the Orioles, play them.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, The games that happened this weekend, Chicago beat St. Louis 1-0. That's considered a rivalry match. Charlotte beat Atlanta 3-1. Columbus. Drew with Orlando 2-0. This was a 2-2, I mean, sorry. It was a 2-0 lead for Columbus. And I was like, what is going on in Orlando? And then um, Orlando came back and, and tied it up near the death. D.C. Drew with Nashville 1-1. Miami took down New England Revolution. And with Cincinnati not playing this week, that means both of them are still tied on points of 24 points on the top of the East. Montreal beat Toronto 2-0. That's right after they beat them in the Canadian championship matches. Uh, New York, Red Bulls beat NYCFC 1-0. Dallas stole it at the death against Austin 1-0. Seattle beat Houston 1-0. SKC trounced Minnesota 3-0. Philadelphia beat Colorado 2-1. Thank goodness. LAFC beat RSL 3-0. Portland beat Vancouver three to one and the LA Galaxy beat San Jose two to one. where does that leave us in the standings? New England and Cincinnati first and second in the East Nashville in third Atlanta in fourth Philly has now bumped all the way up to fifth place. Miami has jumped all the way up to sixth. Montreal is in a playoff spot at number seven. Columbus is in eighth. DC is in ninth. NYCFC is in 10th, Orlando down to 11th, Charlotte at 12th. And you know what's fun about the teams from 6th to 12th? They all have 15 points. That's how tight this thing is right now. Chicago in 13th with 14 points. Red Bulls in 14th. And Toronto has now fallen to the worst record in the Eastern Conference with 12 points. Brutal. Over on the West, Seattle still sits top with 23 points. LAFC in second with 21. They have two games in hand, by the way. St. Louis in third with 19. Dallas in fourth with 18. San Jose in fifth with 18. Portland in sixth with 15. Houston in seventh with 14. Vancouver in eighth with 14. Minnesota has fallen all the way to ninth, sitting with 12 points. There was a time where they were undefeated, and Jack was telling me that Adrian Heath was the coach of the year and tactical genius. Uh, Jack, go ahead and comment what your thoughts are now. Colorado in 10th with 12 points, RSL in 11th with 11 points, Austin all the way down at 12th with 10. And they better watch out because LA and SKC have both won and they are only one point back as they both now have nine points on the year. <laughs> What a crazy bit of. Th- I mean, SKC is three points out of a playoff spot right yeah. now.
1: Yeah. It's been nuts. Like, it, it's like it's flipped on its head. Like, it, it, there's teams that we've, Jordan, over the last couple of weeks have been talking about. And now all of a sudden, um, some of them are back into contention of playoff spots. Pretty high up the playoff spots. I mean, there, there's tons of. Gosh, there's so many stories that you could talk about, which, I mean, It is a lot of fun this season. I feel like there's a lot of things that are either going completely wrong or started way off, have come back around, have really started to kind of catch the attention of fans, I think, Um, I mean, up and down the list. I mean, I could go through each of these teams and just tell you, like, it's just, there's so much going on in this league right now. And it's not even to the dog days of summer yet. So, it should be pretty interesting this last couple of weeks as we start to head into June and July and then League's Cup kind of breaks up this kind of wacky schedule. You look at these standings and go, goodness, like what's wrong with this league?
0: Yeah, I mean, both teams at the bottom, Toronto and SKC, are three points out of a playoff spot. Toronto has 12 points. DC has 15. DC sits ninth. SKC sits 14th with nine points and Minnesota sits ninth with 12. So there's, there's a real possibility here for this to really stretch into the rest of the year like this. I mean, the West is really bunched up. If LAFC win their two games in hand, they'll kind of be at 24 points. I uh, know they'll be at 27 points. They'll kind of be flying at that point. But I mean, there's only a seven-point gap from third place to ninth, right? So all these teams from third place down are in the teens when we're talking about points, except for Austin, LA, and SKC. Now, over in the East, it is a four-point gap from third to ninth. And actually, from third all the way down to 12th is a four-point gap, five-point gap from third to 13th, and a seven-point gap from 3rd to 15th. That's 7 points is 3 matches. Right? I mean, 7 points is two wins and a draw difference. That uh, so anything can really change. We saw Orlando go from like 5th to 11th. We've seen Philly go from 12th to like 5th now. The main constant has been that top four of New England, Cincy, Nashville, and Atlanta, and they better watch out because the union have a game in hand and they can leapfrog all the way up to third. So union kind of coming on strong here now that they've, you know, lost three competitions. They're like, we can finally start playing. They're moving on up Miami. We were talking about Phil Neville being on the hot seat. He's up to sixth place now. Uh, Montreal is all they were. There was a point, Logan, where Montreal like hadn't won a game, they hadn't scored more than one, three goals or whatever. They have now scored eleven goals during seventh place, and they can immediately drop right back out. Right, if Charlotte, Orlando, and NYCFC win a game, they're all the way back up there. NYCFC was in fourth at one point; they're down the tenth. It's just topsy turvy right now.
1: Yeah, the the hottest team in the league is Montreal. They've won four in a row. Yeah, um, didn't think I'd be saying that. I thought we'd be talking about Aaron Alonso being jobless again, unemployed, because I thought that's where that was headed.
0: Well, this is, this is this is why gone. it's kind of weird that DC fired him so quickly. I guess, but also yeah. why when we're looking at it, um, like Ezra Hendrickson getting fired already because you can make a run really quickly as look sporting Kansas city hadn't won a game all season until last week. And they've won two in a row and they now have 12 points. They're still in last, but they're now only three points out of a playoff spot and hope is alive. And that's where you kind of like when Peter Vermee says, there's no must win games, he's kind of right. Right. Cause you're like the, the must win game was the, the one he like the first win. That was the one. They're now kind of at a spot where they can just win another game and be in a playoff spot and everything's forgiven. I feel like, right? Like they'll be like, Oh wow. We're good again. And they might fall right back out of it, but you know, it's just the optical illusion of, of being in a playoff spot. I think sometimes really surprised by Columbus uh, fluctuating all the way down the eighth, but it's crazy, crazy times. I mean, even a Charlotte win can move them up to eighteen points and the union could fall right mm-hmm. back down again. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, we're it's not the early season anymore. We're twelve games in at this point where things would you e- normally be sort of evening out a bit and it's not. We're like what, a third of the way through the season?
1: Yeah. And I, I think it I think we see something this year too that we just don't normally get with that whole month break that we're gonna take for League's Cup. in a month yeah in a month yeah where teams are going to um at the start of july either try to take this competition seriously where they're playing mexican teams where they want to kind of show out on a big stage and then you're gonna have other teams that don't take it as seriously that just want to drop out and get some rest for their guy like there's gonna be such a weird dynamic because it's not like your domestic cups where like you play midweek and you kind of have to balance the schedule i think it I think, honestly, it might be easier. This is this is different. Like, this is a really different idea that I don't think many of these players are used to unless there's a World Cup that interrupts their season, right? But now you're getting, like, a, a second World Cup interruption where it's, like, it's a full month. If you, if you plan to be competitive in this tournament, it's almost like a full month of competition stop. Like, yeah, it's good for healing some of the players that have been hurt, but it's also not great for form. So I got to think teams, like... I don't know how I would do this to coach. I mean, you got like a month and a half left until you've got this competition. Like, how does Philly go into this knowing that, like, we just got bounced from the competition that I think they really wanted. Now they've got to refocus and realign. Now I think MLS Cup is ultimately their big goal. League's Cup is just a weird interruption from that. And I think Philly might take that as an advantage to say, hey, let's just rest some players and get some guys some time. So, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of clubs like that.
0: What would be interesting too is I think some of these teams might end up scheduling friendlies after the tournament yep. to keep form. Yeah. Whether they it's
1: play the European teams at that point.
0: Well, I don't know if they can because mm. they have to know ahead of time, I would think. So since you don't know if you're going to get That's knocked true. out, yeah. it's probably going to be like, okay, Philly and Red Bulls get knocked out. Hey, why don't we play a behind the door scrimmage on Wednesday? Yeah, and, and they'll yeah, probably okay. do that type of stuff. Um, I think they did that kind of stuff during MLS's back for some of these teams that got knocked out.
1: Still should bring that tournament back. I love that tournament.
0: <laughs> All right, let's preview the games. I'm not going to press the jingle this time, but tomorrow we got games on Wednesday, by the way, Atlanta, Colorado, 730. It's free on Apple TV. We got Charlotte and Chicago at 730. Cincy versus Montreal at 7.30. That one's free, and that's now kind of an interesting match. Crew hosting LA Galaxy at 7.30. Orlando hosting NYCFC for the 2015 Expansion Cup. That is free on Apple TV, by the way. Philadelphia Union hosting DC United. This is considered Rivalry Week for some reason. Apple TV, it's free. It's also on FS1. Toronto hosting the Red Bulls at 7.30. Dallas hosting Vancouver at 8.30. That's free. Minnesota hosting Houston at 8.30. That's free. Nashville hosting Miami at 8.30. RSL hosting Portland at 9.30. LAFC hosting SKC at 10.30. And Seattle hosting Austin at 10.30. Um, Before we move on to Saturday games, anything jump out to you on tomorrow's slate?
1: I mean, just looking at it, um, I mean, I think you, you kind of alluded to the obvious choice, I think, with Cincinnati playing by the hottest team in MLS, I guess, looking at the wins. But I'm going to go with one that's kind of an interesting one that I think, uh, like you said, it's so topsy-turvy here to, to you know, to, what is this, about a, a third of the way through? Um, so, I, you know, looking at the Miami and Nashville game, I think is really interesting. Uh, Miami currently sits sixth. Um With only you know they've got fifteen points, Nashville's got nineteen sitting in that third spot. if Nashville drops a game um and Miami actually has a game in hand over Nashville, like <laughs> it's reasonable uh and uh it could be possible, Jordan that we're talking about next episode uh where we're talking about Miami throwing themselves into a you know four or five spot okay like that that's nuts to me because of how poor they've played and and such a huge piece in Gregory uh, being out but now you kind of have this resurgence of uh, Joseph Martinez like Joseph has scored three goals and he he looks like he's starting to come into form and if he stays healthy you know what that means for the league so um, I'm really digging it I'm excited to kind of see what uh, Miami can do Nashville's not going to outscore you so it's it's a matter of can Miami score on the defense that's that's the best in the league so um, I think that's a really good matchup. I think it's got some some fireworks in it. So,
0: I'll say uh, I, I, I'm very interesting about LAFC-SKC since SKC has won two in a row. LAFC ha- kind of has some games to make up. Two weeks ago, they're looking at this one probably like easy win. Is it still easy win? Or is it this topsy-turvy MLS season where lafc could lose this one they did lose to san jose earlier in the year i don't know it's it's interesting but i think i'm gonna have to go with i really like philly dc DC's a playoff team so far this year philly's back in it now uh that's my dad's team dc versus my team i don't know it's it's, it's interesting i'm kind of glad that's the fs1 game actually <laughs> um Not that I won't watch it on Apple. But, you know, for people elsewhere that are not subbed, that might stumble across it. All right, and then on Saturday, we have Charlotte hosting Nashville at 7.30. That's apparently a rivalry. Cincinnati hosting Columbus at 7.30. That is the hell is real derby there. DC hosting LA Galaxy. Now, this should be considered rivalry. It's not. And it's not a regional one, but these are both 96 clubs. They faced off in MLS Cups in the you know first year. Both of them have Bruce Arena lead them in the MLS Cups. I think that's a rivalry match, but whatever. Miami-Orlando at 7.30, that's a rivalry match. Red Bulls-Montreal at 7.30. Philly hosting the New England Revs at 7.30. That's a rivalry match. Austin-Toronto at 8.30. Chicago, Atlanta at 8.30, Dallas-Houston at 8.30. That's a rivalry match. Colorado, RSL at 9.30. That is free on Apple TV. That is so deemed a rivalry. St. Louis hosting SKC, Apple TV. It's also on FS1, and it's free. It's a rivalry week match. LAFC hosting San Jose at 10.30. That is a uh, rivalry week. Portland hosting Minnesota at 10:30 and Vancouver hosting Seattle at 10:30 in a Cascadia matchup which is of course a rivalry. So There we go. Any anything else to share before we zip on out of here?
1: Um no. I mean, I you know kind of looking at it, I think New England looks good. Um but Kind of hit like a little stumble there um, where I think that, you know, they, they wish to grab at least a point there on the road um, against Miami. But uh, other than that, I mean, I, I feel, feel like New England's been the cream of the crop and we've talked a lot about them um, and then also Seattle in the West. So uh, who would have thought, Jordan? Who would have thought? I know Seattle, everybody was kind of waiting to kind of bounce back, but looks like they looks like they have. So pretty excited about this year. I think it's going to be interesting. Down the stretch.
0: No, yeah, we're not at the stretch yet, but... Uh, <laughs> a
1: seventh inning stretch.
0: Yeah, like the third oh, inning stretch. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's still a stretch, I guess, right? It's the end stretch before the League's Cup. Guess where I got my tickets to?
1: Are you going to the Ed Sheeran concert too?
0: No. Oh, okay. I'm Don't going mind. to the MLS Skills game oh, against Arsenal. Yeah. Did you $15 tickets? My dad got them. So I'm going to go with my dad and I guess my mom's going, but my wife's going too. um, so I'll have to like get off work early that day and drive down. Cause that's like a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Cause then the all-star games a Wednesday. So. Yeah. yikes. Um, but yeah, so that should be, that should be fun. Uh, that's in like two months. So I'm excited for that. Um, I thought it'd be more fun to do that. Cause I've been to all-star games before. I have not been to a skills challenge. So I, th- I thought that could be fun. Plus tickets are pretty cheap. So uh, the closed pyramid, guess what? I woke up on Sunday. It was mother's day. Totally forgot to record that. So that's coming next week. <laughs> 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 it was like Sunday night. Yeah. I'm like, getting ready to shower. And I'm like, I did not record that today. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Been Oops. there. Oops, that'll come next week, I guess. Or this weekend, whatever it is. Uh, Because I try to make that bi-weekly. So it'll be tri-weekly this time. (laughs) Uh, You can give us a follow at Stateside Show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Thank you all for watching or listening. We will catch you all next time.